hello again. This is Rashonda Thornton, the host of the Dietitian Against Diets podcast show. Before I introduce you to my next guest, I want to take an opportunity to uh, tell you about one of the companies that are part of this particular podcast show, Prairie Farm. Prairie Farms is a farm-owned organization since 1938. You may have seen their products in the stores. Um, they are, they have been making sure for the past 80 years that they're producing fresh, safe, and nutritious dairy products that they're safe in your home. Everywhere from the care to their cows, to the care to the land by um, making sure they're implementing uh, sustainability practices and making sure you're getting the highest quality dairy products um, out there. Now, when I say dairy, take in consideration all the products that they are responsible, responsible for, sour cream, ice cream, uh, cottage cheese, artisan cheese, um, and obviously milk. So make sure right now, especially during the COVID crisis, their farmers are working extra hard to make sure that these healthy and nutritious products are at your hands, but make sure they're in the stores. Uh, learn more about um, Prairie Farms by going to their website at www.prairiefarms or get some more insight on um, some of the things that they're currently doing now to make sure that you are informed and that you are still creative in the way you use dairy products. Go to their Facebook and uh, Instagram account at Prairie Farm Dairy, Prairie Farms Dairy, and see some of their ideas. This is a great time to make sure everything you're bringing in as far as your nutrition is on point and Prairie Farms will make sure that that happens. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Dietitian Against Diets podcast show. Today, I have a very special guest for me. Her name is Leslie Gill. She's the president of Wrong for Women right here in St. Louis. Um, but before she got going into wrong, she kind of got, a, uh, you know, she got some accolades going forward, but just really showed her work in the, in the community and how, how much she really has committed her time and, and education and life to it. Before she um, was the president of Wrong for Women, uh, she's held several leadership uh, roles and other um, section sectors nonprofit and for profit some in particular is the eddie malone's children and family service center she uh, was a head leadership role at college summit uh, she also did a lot of work in the leadership role of girl scouts here in st louis and atlanta uh, so she is originally from st louis um, and she has really now taken her reins on to not just keep the development of Ron going, but also to further its mission to empower women. Uh, so by less, with any more ado, unless uh, I want to welcome you to the podcast show. Thank you. Great yes, to be yes. here. Oh, great. Great to have you. Great to have you. Um, in light of just everything that's happening, what's going on, I mean, this, this is the time to have these conversations and when people are really settled and can start listening. Um, but I really want to kind of highlight some of the things that Wrong has done um, in St. Louis in you know, where it can possibly go, because it seems like this is just the budding moments of it. I will tell you real quick, Les, I'm not sure if you knew, um, but we, I was connected through Wrong a couple, almost a year ago when um, you guys actually did some sponsorship work for my book release last yeah. year. So yeah. when I, um, yeah, so when I talked with um, um, Joy, Joy from uh, Fit and Food Connection, she told me she was working with you guys. And I was like, oh, you know, and then it just kind of wind up saying you got like three touching points and where it's like, you know, yeah. I think it's time for us to really connect and get to understand because yeah. we have similar missions um, mm -hmm. coming from different places. So I'm very happy to really kind of dig into Rung and see what Rung is all about and let the community know as well. So I'm yeah. gonna just start off, Leslie, starting, I mean, it's all about you right now. So I'm gonna oh. kind of like just 
<laughs> was all about you and then how you cast created the wrong effect. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm sure it's basically <laughs> actually like what, you know, you know, when I'm, I see, you know, I don't feel like wrong is, it, it is, it's kind of like the, the back end to me, it's just, like, it's just kind of the epitome of like the work you've done, but it's not like mm -hmm. you just jumped into this day one and you said, all of a sudden I want to do this. So kind of yeah. give me a little bit of insight, like what sparked your interest in just working with organizations that's focused on like helping others? Like how did that yeah. come about and grow? You know, um, honestly, I, uh, I, I just, a, a great opportunity landed me in this nonprofit space. I'll say that out of college, I thought that I was gonna go to law school and become a sports agent. I'm a huge sports fan. I love sports and like my childhood dream was to be, you know, a, a basketball agent. Wow. And okay. yeah, I know. Upon graduating from college, I had the opportunity to um, go to Washington, D.C. for the summer. And I got involved in a political campaign. Um, at the time, there was the mayor's race and they were electing a new mayor, um, and this was post Marion Barry. And so I worked for a candidate who I really okay. believed in and who was phenomenal, but I was only supposed to be there for the summer. I um, had a job lined up with Tiffany and Company, so a little bit oh. off the sports path, but <laughs> I was like gonna take some time off before going to law school and had uh, gotten accepted into the Tiffany and Company management program. So okay. I was going to be moving to New York City um, after my summer in Washington, D.C., and it just so happened that right when I was going to be leaving for New York, the candidate who I was working for said, you know, we just got we just made it through the uh, the primary election. You know, we still have the general election and now you you're going to leave. And he said, I'll make a deal with you if we win. I'll guarantee you a job. Um, so first kind of real life decision I had to make, like, do I stay here in Washington, D.C. and, you know, continue working for this candidate that I really believe in? Or do I say, you know what, I've made a commitment to um, go to Tiffany's and I got to go. And so I, I did take an interim step. I called Tiffany's and I said, hey, you know, I got this great opportunity to finish out a project this summer. Can I delay my start date? And they said no. So for me, that was kind of the that was the decision point. Right. And when they mm -hmm. said no, he said yes. We ended up winning. And that really was the start of my career in public service. Um, I really wasn't interested in politics. But what um, working in government did was really helped ignite this public service desire that I didn't know I had. Sports, I thought was my passion, but really helping others was ignited by that experience. Um, yeah. So I you know, spent 10 years working for the mayor of Washington, D.C. after that. Um, best decision I could have ever made. I think the beauty of government especially municipal government, it gives you the opportunity to learn a lot about everything, mm -hmm. a lot, learn a little bit about everything. And so from government services to city operations to how to fill a pothole, like 
from every level. I learned from every yeah. level. Yeah. 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 And so that's really what sparked my interest in helping others is this time that I worked in in local D.C. government. Isn't that something how, you know, we all, whenever we're going to college or whatever, we have this endeavor or what we want to be and we put all our time and energy into it. And then it's, we get blindsided by something that's unexpected. And we realize that it's not that your time was wasted, but it was just really a step to indirectly lead you to this step. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. and see now how we just fast forward it 10, 15 years yep. plus. I mean, see where you're yep. at with it. I that's, mean, that's and it really, cool. yeah, it really helped me think about like what mattered the most, right? Um, that time that I spent in government and, you know, subsequently when the mayor that I worked for decided he wasn't going to run for re-election, I had to then again do some soul searching and say, okay, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? Like I had already <laughs> always had this, you know, notion that oh, I'm going to be a sports agent. And I hadn't taken time to say, okay, well, I'm not going, I don't have any desire to go to law school now. Um, I still love sports, but I don't really think that's my passion. So, you know, at that point, I, I really had to say, okay, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? And yeah. for me, I really like thought, man, there might be something to this career in helping people. And I looked and thought about organizations that have been really important to me in my formative years, mm -hmm. Girl Scouts, Boys and Girls Club, and the YMCA. Those were three organizations that I was a latchkey kid. Mm -hmm. So you know, I would walk home from school or, or be picked up by the Boys and Girls Club. I was a, a competitive swimmer. So I learned to swim at the YMCA. It made you where you picked up just the athleticism, which led yeah. to the yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, all, of these things, all of these things inform your journey. And so at that point, I decided, okay, you know, now that I'm going to be looking for a job, I'm going to work for an organization that I really believe in. Yes. And lo and behold, the stars aligned and Girl Scouts had an opening here in St. Louis. So in 2007, I moved from Washington, D.C., 2008, from Washington, D.C., back to St. Louis to work for Girl Scouts and have been in the nonprofit sector ever since. Um, Rung came about kind of out of the blue, honestly. I was leading Annie Malone Children and Family Service Center, which is obviously a really historic organization here in St. Louis. Um, Annie Malone was an amazing woman entrepreneur who had just such deep, um, affinity for kids in the neighborhood. And she started a, an orphanage um, 100 plus years ago. And so I had I was loving what I was doing at Annie Malone and um, a recruiter kind of contacted me and said, hey, there's this thing um, that you might want to think you might want to consider. I can't really tell you what it is because it was um, a private search, you know, they were just kind of putting the feelers out. Okay. okay. Can't tell you what it is or who's behind it, but I'll tell you it focuses on women. And I'm like, okay, tell me more. You know, by this, this time I worked, like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> work for Girl Scouts. You know, I was raised by 
um, a single mom and, you know, I was kind of like, okay, you know, women, I'm, I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Not familiar. But I didn't really know, you know, all that it entailed because they couldn't tell me much. So yes, went through the process and later discovered that it was wrung which um, started as a clothing boutique. So I was a avid, yeah, yeah, I was an avid wrong shopper, ironically. So when the search firm- So you were already avid wrong shop before you were told about this position to this private go that you didn't know, okay. Wow. Correct, correct. Yeah, I was was like a loyal wrong shopper. Uh, I shopped at Sprung for my, my, child who was a newborn at the time. So um, when the search firm finally told me it was wrong, I'm like, oh, the clothing boutique? Of course. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I love what they're doing, but I didn't realize that they were looking to really pivot their mission and and grow Mm -hmm. and scale in ways that has led us to today. So um, about 10 years ago, our founder started a, a resale clothing boutique, um, really with the goal of helping women dress for the job they wanted. So lots of professional attire. And then over time, it kind of just morphed into all kinds of um, women's clothing. So how long has wrong the, the clothing, the, the resale shop, that, that portion of it, how long was, has that been established and open? And so it had been around for almost 10 years. It's closed okay. now, the store closed about two years ago. But at, at, it started um, almost 10 years ago. Um, and it was a thriving resale clothing boutique, very well merchandised. Like the shopping experience was amazing uh-huh. as opposed to like, you know, if you're a resale shopper, you might go to Goodwill from time to time. This was like an experience, right? Okay. Like, so it was like an upscale. The windows, the design in the window was really attractive. It made you want to shop. Where was it located at? It was on Manchester and Rock Hill, like Rock, okay. uh, Manchester and McKnight. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice corner. Nice, that's a nice yeah. area. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Like I loved shopping at Rung, and so when I was going through the interview process, I actually wore like all Rung <laughs> attire. Yeah, something that I purchased, which I think might have helped me seal the deal. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but, the fact that you're already on the other side of you supported already organically, that just shows yeah. them how, you know, it would be easy transition. Yeah. yeah, but but what they were building and what their what Allie's vision really was just blew me away as I learned more about it. Um, you know, it's rare in a career and especially in a nonprofit space where you get to build something from scratch that will have generational impact. And, you know, initially you don't really have to think about how you're gonna pay for it, right? You can dream and build and create something amazing um, if you don't have to worry about the cost, right? And that's so, true, that is so that's, true, such that's, a freedom to that's, it. That's, yep, such a freedom yep, and that's essentially what I was handed. Uh, a clean slate, an opportunity to build something from scratch that would really have generational impact, um, focused on women, focused on women who, you know, 
I knew women like my mother who worked really hard, you know, government job provided for me, but could never really get ahead, right? Yep. Paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck. Um, I didn't realize that because I felt like I had everything I needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, now looking back, my mother was a wrong woman before there was wrong, right? And so, so I really got into the mission and understanding really what Ali's vision was. Mm -hmm. For me, it became a unicorn job, uh, just a real unicorn Perfect opportunity. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, tell, so tell us now, like, how is it like, give us a layout of the, you know, kind of yeah. the, what have you brought to the table? What have your team and everyone together has expanded it to be? Yeah. So when I started in November of 2017, I was obviously the only employee at that point, the store had closed. And so I remember like day one going to cut like, being brand like day one on a job with like no real place to go. I didn't have an office, right? I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? It was the strangest feeling ever because you know, normally when you start a new job, you go it's already in, established. It's already established. You go to HR, they give you your manual, they tell you where your desk is, and <laughs> boom, you, just, you know, you you get acclimated, right? I'm like, okay, I remember like sitting at my dining room table, like, guess I better go buy a computer. Uh, wow. Guess I need to find office space. And so, you know, very quickly kind of got an office established. We, um, we rent space at the International Institute. So, you know, I kind of got the office set up and it was just me for like several months um, thinking about Starting from from scratch, literally from scratch. Wow. Me okay. and our three member board, you know, trying to chart this thing out. And so, um, in 2018, um, we acquired land in Fox Park in South South St. Louis City, um, right on Sydney Street. So 3.7 acres. Um, and one thing the board had decided is that we were going to build a women's center that our focus would be women and that we would have a program model that focused on coaching, not case management, right? So a lot of times, you know, you have women who are in crisis or coming out of a crisis, they'll go seek social service and they'll be assigned a case manager who like tells them what to do. Um, in, our, in our model, we wanted women to be empowered. We wanted to provide a support system that would help them chart the path forward, but would not do it for them. For them, yes. Yeah, so um, so those were the three tenants. That, those are the, that was the guidance the board gave me. Women, right. and we're gonna build a center. So I had to find the location. Um, so I'm like, okay. You know, let me go find a place to build this thing. Um, and so luckily we landed on an amazing site in Fox Park, 3.7 acres. The building is about 46,000 square feet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a $20 million project. Um, and so then the other thing that I quickly discovered is that 
you know, we didn't want to just create another nonprofit. We really wanted to leverage existing assets. Um, and so that's how we got to know Fit and Food is because, okay. you know, we didn't want to provide all the direct service. It's like, we didn't want to be another organization that tried to be all things to all women. We wanted to bring in partner organizations mm-hmm. who were doing something really well. So when we went out in July of 2018 and uh, we did a competitive process to find partners that would join us on this journey. And the one criteria we had is you, the partner organization had to apply with the one service that they did really, really well. Like if you could tell me one thing that you're known for, that's what we want you to bring to Rome. Yep. And so we keep it. Well, and I felt like we wanted a variety of of organizations that could co-locate with us. And so we didn't want an organization to come in and then start to say, oh, well, I could do this and I can do that and I can do that. No, I just want you to do the one thing Mm -hmm. that you're really good at. Because often I've been in this seat before where, you know, you start chasing dollars and then you start getting into mission creep and you start doing things that aren't aligned with who you are as an organization. And so you I said, you got a lot of that that perspective from just the different levels of organization you worked in, like government to you know working with establishment like the Girl Scouts. I mean, I'm sure it is a created such a different perspective of how to run a business, you know. Yeah, compared to yeah, the traditional absolutely. world. I will tell you, like this role for me is kind of, is like full circle, right? From hmm. kind of like childhood through adulthood through all of my professional experiences this is kind of like all of that wrapped into one right um this mission for me is very personal um you know it's the health and wellness component of what rung will be um is very personal like you know my mother passed away when i was 16 years old of cancer and so you know those um you know, chronic illness, those chronic illnesses that are in in my family history, like this mission is very personal for me. Um, having, you know, had been being raised by a single woman who worked really hard, this mm-hmm. mission is very personal for me. And so for me, that's why I say this is a unicorn job. Like it is almost like unbelievable. It's that fantastic. So yeah, yeah. It's great. Well, I mean, that was actually you're answering a lot of the questions that I had already planned. To, I think you like reading my questions, like while I'm talking. I'm reading your mind. Like, oh, well, I don't got to ask that one now. No, but yep. it's great to just see just the timeline. Of, like I had no idea that that's how the business kind of was able to expand. And I think you know, just out on a on a side note, like you just giving a perspective, just what you were what you were handed and how you use your past experience and your own true passion and your mm-hmm. childhood experience and you just brought it together in a way that you're making the change that you truly truly want to make and you can see how it's going to be generational and that's like not just a program for now but a program that can build in so many ways i mean yeah even even just hearing that as a as a woman or just a person who has aspirations to 
do something to help others do something on a larger scale like that that that's to me that's inspiring that just right there mm-hmm. you know because a lot of times <clears throat> we you know i think i feel like how people you know they they said either they have no example to model yep. off of you know yep. so they don't know where to move or someone's telling them what they should do and so they feel they have to follow that path and not really yep. having the freedom or the space or, or exposure to really fold into who they are meant to be and i and it seems like by second by the happenstance on some occasions with your career and how things turn it was all like tweaking you towards this this one thing like you said a unicorn and i just think that's really great how you have handled wrong and like what how you're trying to keep wrong like you know that the success of wrong is going to come about you know making sure you have you know people that you're bringing in to fold that they are experts in their fields so that mm-hmm. those become resources for your members um and encompassing yeah. the whole thing of wellness and that was one thing i was going to ask you because I mean, most of the time when you're thinking about career development or you're thinking about, you know, develop you know, counseling or coaching um, members to um, navigate through their life on an economic level or professional level, a lot of people don't bring into the consideration of what it means for your wellness, your emotional health, your, your physical mm-hmm. health. Like how much to me, that's the foundation of just any, any type of growth or change. And you, yeah. the fact that you guys bring that in, to me, that's another big piece that uh, helps you guys to stand out. Um, were yeah. you the one that decided to just make that a part of one of the pillars for Ron? Yeah, you know, for for me, um, it was really about holistic self-sufficiency, right? Because, you know, as women, when one thing is out of whack, everything, everything else, everything else is, you know, interconnected, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I was really thinking about like what would make us different, it really had to have this holistic um, component. It really had to look at the whole woman, not just career, not just mental health, not just physical health. It it had to do. It had to bring it all together, and that's what makes us uniquely different, right? Is that you know, if you want to work on your finances, you can go over to Prosperity Connections, who's one of our partners, by the way, and they will assign you a financial coach who will help you repair your credit, right? If mm-hmm. you need therapy, you can go to Provident or Safe Connections, and they will match you with the therapist and you can start on your journey. But we all know that if your finances are out of whack and you have childhood trauma that you've never dealt with, how you show up personally and professionally is impacted by all of that. And so really, you know, when I think about holistic self-sufficiency, I want it all right there in one place. So if I need to, if I need to go see my therapist today, I can come to wrong. If I'm going to meet with my financial coach, I can come to wrong. If I, you know, just want to get a quick workout in, right? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. can come. I can come to wrong, but I also don't have to think about well, where am I going to take my kids? Right? I can bring my kid with me. I don't have to think about well, gosh, I got to hurry up and get out of here so we can get home for dinner. That's we're, another we're providing, stress. That's another stressor that becomes a barrier to success, right? So guess what? We're removing that barrier. Bring your kids, have homework help for the kids, 
daily grab and go meals for for mom and guardian mom or guardian and kids like so that you can truly use that time to focus on you right whatever your goals may be whatever you have established with your coach you can come to wrong um, and be surrounded by a community of women who are essentially trying to to do the same thing which is move up the rungs on the ladder right that that is intentional we are really trying to get more women making more money and ensuring that they do so as like whole whole people right so that you don't have to make trade-offs constantly you don't have to say oh well, i can't you know pursue higher education because i don't have anyone to watch my child or i can't put pursue higher education because I can't afford it. Like we're trying to remove all of those barriers. And do you realize the community that you're you're creating by doing this? Absolutely. You're surrounded yeah. by women that we all get it. And because yep. we get it, we're gonna make sure that you can hold your whether it's accountability, they're yep. seeing their their person to their right and to their left, pushing and working Absolutely. too. Like it's so many different things that just they may not even realize is happening by just being in, in that space. Well, right, which is why we intentionally created a cohort model, right? Because community and sense of community was also really key in our development. We didn't want women just to feel like, continue to feel like they're in isolation. You are not alone, hmm. you know, you have a, a team of people who are lifting you up. You have a community of women who want to see you succeed. Um, and we're gonna start together. We might not all finish together, but at least you know, like there are 99 other women who are starting at your same point. We all have different goals and different aspirations, but I can call Rashonda if I need a ride or mm -hmm. if I just need, you know, a, a, a sound, a thought partner on an idea that I have. You know, that's, that's a, a healthy network that a lot of women living in poverty don't have, right? Mm. So, you know, yes. we were really intentional around creating community, the space. We did not want it to feel institutional in any way. So it's really warm, it's inviting, it's a, you know, a lot of comfortable seating, a lot of small meeting spaces, huddle spaces. Uh, there's a kitchen, a commercial kitchen and a demonstration kitchen because we want people to cook together. You know, think about how you interact as a family sitting in the kitchen, right? Most of what how we socialize centers around food. food. So Maybe we wanted to create that kind of experience and space as well. Wow. You make me want to come down there and give you guys a yeah, you know, it's funny you say that, Rashonda, because, you know, we we fight this constant battle of like, we know wrong is for women who wouldn't ordinarily identify as needing social service. It's been me, like I went through a divorce and at, at, I, that was the most lonely experience. While I was gainfully employed, I was financially stressed and I'm, I could have been a wrong member, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's not just for women who are coming out of crisis. It's for women who are surviving, not thriving. Wow. So if you make, you know, $45,000 or less, like it is a great 
sense of community. And, and we don't want people to be like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I would never go to a food bank. It's not that type of social service. You gotta change the narrative because they're looking at it it's like, a, it's not a hand me out. Um, it's not, it's a hand up, not a hand up. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's for, it's yeah. for any woman, like degree, no degree, you know, anybody that who feels it. like, yeah. Any, anyone who needs a community of women to help you get ahead and move up the rungs on the ladder, rung is for you. I, oh, I, wow. I have girlfriends who need rung. I have family members who, who would be rung members. And they're not homeless. They're not, you know, living in shelter. They are just where we've all been at some point in life. Yeah. And it's, it's so great that you brought that up because, you know, when just someone just hearing, just now hearing about it, that's the first thing they're going to think is like, because you got a lot of organizations that centered around providing women with clothing for interviews and like uh, SBA has the women groups that they do, they work. So you automatically think that and it's not even a negative thing but you're just letting people know that it is just not for that it's it can help so many women in different areas of their life different mm -hmm. stages in their life yeah. it's just a community to help to uplift women period absolutely that's, that's uh, we've been doing it. some focus groups lately and i will tell you the common theme has been the word stuck like women who are like i'm just stuck right Maybe I'm in a job that, you know, is paying the bills, but I'm really not fulfilled by it. I feel stuck. Maybe I'm in a relationship that I know is not the best thing for me, but I don't know how to move on or get out. I'm stuck. Um, I mean, time and time again, it's like, I just don't know where to go next or what to do or how to even do it, right? So wrong is intended to get you unstuck. Yeah, it sounds like it's a safe space too. Absolutely, and that's, that's um, important. Mm -hmm. We yeah. were very intentional yeah. in creating, you know, physical safety, but also, you know, and a space for emotional safety. Um, mm -hmm. Really important to to make sure that you know we help women understand that this is, you know, that. You know, unfortunately, as women, there's going to be, you know, the occasional cattiness and the. Like, I knew what you're going. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, DNA. this is. Yeah, it's in our DNA, but it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be right. True. And so, so true. it's intended to be a positive environment. You know, I don't know. You know, there are women who are parts of sororities or women's groups and or things like that. And, you know, this is not that either. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mm -hmm. not intended to be like the end club. It's intended to be the club for anybody. Yes. Um, anybody who is you know intrinsically motivated to want to change their life. And that can look any way for any woman, right? Like yes. today, I've, you know, my, my only goal for today was to get outside and get a walk in and drink at least 128 ounces of water. That might be my goal for the next three months. And Ron can help, mm -hmm. you know, the community can help keep me accountable, right? Okay. So between yeah. community groups and volunteers and wellness activities that fit and food will help manage, like I should be able to achieve that goal and and, mm -hmm. and do it consistently enough that it becomes habit, right? Yes. Wow. Sounds good. Yeah. Now 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 correct me if I'm wrong. 
have the guy, these programs have already been in motion or are they how how are the programs like laid out? Yes, yeah, so we um, essentially have been spending the past, by the time we opened, 18 months in the design phase. So identifying the partner organizations, figuring out how the program will run, how we will select our cohorts. And we will, the building actually will be finished this summer. So in July, the building should be done. We'll take okay. the fall to sort of get everyone in and acclimate it. We'll be open for some public events um, in the fall. And then we will actually have our first full cohort in January of 2021. So okay. we're not open yet, um, but I will say if people are interested, send us an email at info at rungforwomen.com. I'm, I'm sorry, .org. Go to our website, rungforwomen.org. Follow us on social media. We're on all of the social media outlets just to like stay informed as to how we're growing and what we're doing. Cause we'll soon start promoting like mm -hmm. registration and application for the first cohort. And we'll start sharing progress on our build on our building and when it will open. So there are yeah. lots of ways to stay connected and be prepared. So like, if you're like, man, this sounds like exactly what I need when we set, you know, when we start to promote the application, you can apply and, and be, be part of our first cohort. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, that's really good because you guys have the time to just keep building the momentum, but also having your, your pieces in place so that yeah. these are rolled out successfully because you don't want to, this is something that looks and sounds like it's going to be a huge impact and you want to make sure that you don't don't try to move it too fast because we're we're you know how you get passionate about something you want to have oh, yes. <laughs> but you yeah, have so patience I, I, since day one because you just had you had to or you had to be the first order computer so yeah exactly <laughs> like, like i i started with literally me right and today yeah. we have um you know a staff of seven and we're growing and so you know, it, it's just a real blessing. And I'm really humbled by the opportunity to lead such an amazing mission. And, you know, one that will have generational impact. You know, you if we, if we can change the trajectory of the women that we serve, think about how the, their, the lives of their children will change. Yes. Right? And I can see wrong. children. I can see wrong not just spreading generationally, but I can see it going past St. Louis. I mean, a model, yeah. the modest yeah, massive yeah. building. I, I can assume it just meant to serve just St. Louis. It it can definitely it be duplicated. Yeah, you know, no, our, our goal is absolutely to scale beyond St. Louis. Um, we don't know where we'll go next, but we certainly want to make sure that we get the model right and tested mm -hmm. Before we start to think about, you know, what makes sense um, in terms of the next market. But yeah, no, it, we scan the country looking for best practices and things to replicate. And there was nothing like this out there. So, um, you know, just really excited by our potential. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's going to be great. Like I am, I'm, I am getting excited. I can't wait to, to stay in contact with it and see how it's rolling out. I'm telling you, like, I've heard about this. The thing is, like, when you hear about something, you just hear the name, 
oh, you just hear the name, and then you hear mm -hmm. other people that you are connected to talk about it, and that just to me yeah. gives it more of a like. It's not. It's more of an organic way of creating awareness and learning yeah. the authenticity behind it, and that's what makes yeah. it real. You know, so yeah. I am excited about. I want to say, hey, yeah, let's do another like, interview we'll in the beginning keep, of January. We'll keep building momentum too. You know, yeah. this is just yeah. the beginning. So, yeah. Well, Alyssa, I really appreciate. You know, again, now that I've learned more about all the inner workings of it, taking the time to really talk about it, and you really, and I, I can tell, like your passion. You have been the one that take the have taken the reins. You know, and had this found a way to build a team around you to really make this successful. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, the more people that know about this, the more it's going to make that impact that you guys are looking for. So I appreciate you coming on. Is there any other, I know you really just named out all ways that people can kind of keep updated. Is there any other social media platforms that? that uh, so we're on saw? Instagram, okay. Facebook, Twitter, wrong, wrong STL or wrong for women. Um, our website is constantly being updated. That's rungforwomen.org. You can email us at info at rungforwomen.org. The site, feel free to drive by and take a look. It's at 2717 Sydney Street, and that's St. Louis, Missouri, 63104. And yeah. All right. Well, again, Lester, thank you again for coming on. Um, as I said earlier, I may have to wrangle you and a few people back in in the beginning of January. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Time. I would love to yeah. come back and, and talk about, you know, how, what our launch looks like. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and keep keep me on the invite list. I, I definitely want to be a part of it, so. Definitely, um, definitely. Yes. Yeah, you yes. have to come, like, do a session for us and share share your book. That would be great. Well, yes, it's it's a when you see when you're talking, I, I don't want to pipe my horn, but like the more you're talking about this, I just see so many connections and just the audience and the mission with the audience. And we'll yeah. have to probably talk about that behind behind the camera or whatever, but sure. I definitely see a lot of alignment that could work that will, you know, be beneficial for the people that you serve, you know. But I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the enjoy the rest of your day. Again, thank you uh, for coming on. Um yeah. Yep. And uh, for those who are out there, um, right now we're in the St. Louis area, but keep your ears open because I feel like this is going to be a phenomenal organization that you're going to hear about in other spaces. So go to their website, learn more about, you know, the services they are going to be rolling out and how they're uniquely different. They, they really came to the person, not just give you a program, but figure out what program works for you to help you be successful in your life endeavors. So um, again, um, I'm only going to bring on people to this platform that creates inspire, inspiration and empowerment to these conversations about how we can become a better version of ourselves. And as a dietitian, living the life outside of living by rules of following a diet, but just really following your heart and doing what's best for your life. So organizations like RUNG is in line with my mission as a dietitian. So again, thank you for coming on. Those who are out there, go to the website, learn more about them, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.
Well, that wraps up another great interview. Thank everyone for watching. And as we're getting ready to close on this particular podcast, I want to give you some information about this um, organization called Gen Youth. Now, undeniably, they're in the Midwest Area Council. They have teamed up to support this organization that um, has really um, been successful in addressing their response to the COVID-19 crisis. They have a campaign out called For School Safe. Now, this campaign is built around establishing resources and funding for schools to have access to monies that will allow them to still be able to feed their, their kids in their um, communities, as well as provide other services they, that they need to make sure their kids are healthy and are safe. Find out more about them, whether it's you wanting to um, apply for one of their grants or even just to contribute. Go to their website at genyouth.org um, and find them on Facebook or Instagram at genyouthnow. Support our kids, support our health through these times. This is Rashawn Thorne at the Dietitian Against Diets. Thank you guys and see you guys again soon.